0: Love, talk radio welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poehler and my guest today is former mayor of the city of Cano Sean Morse and Sean is going to talk about politics in Caros. so Sean, you've been out of the game now for a little while. What do you see uh, what do you see happening? you think it's good, bad, indifferent?
1: Well hey Cynthia first thanks for uh having me on your show it's been a long time and and uh yeah. I have enjoyed being a guest on your show and uh and uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody and um you know politics is an interesting business it's a business that uh I truly never wanted to be involved in politics I wanted to be involved in governing and the love of of wanting to govern led to the politics that has led to an awful three and a half years of my life. Um, You know, it's not easy to be the mayor of a city, so I'm not going to criticize Bill Keeler or, or anybody who's, um, you know, involved in, in, uh, in governing their communities. But, you know, I think the city of Cohoes was really on an upswing. I mean, really on an upswing. I think it's the best that we've seen since I've been alive and i'm not so sure right now a lot of the things that we had uh worked really hard on are really thriving today and I know the virus is an excuse for a lot of people, you know the virus the virus, but there's many things that you can do within a community to keep it vibrant to keep it uh you know hopping along and 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 do good things and I think you know right now the city's probably a little stagnant um, I think you have a mayor of the city who's got very little knowledge at all. It's a lot different than, you know, his campaign speech, I'm going to hit the ground running. It's not as easy as it it, it seems to be. He has basically surrounded himself with a lot of people that have no clue how to uh, get things done for the position they're in. You know, I relate to the economic development, which was the biggest driver for me. Economic development was the thing that kept taxes down, Brought our city back to life, made it a number one uh, music hall in the capital region. Made it a top five city in the capital region for the first time ever. And and the people in those positions anywhere else in the country would probably not even get a chance uh, to work in the lowest position within that office, being an intern position, never mind being the director of uh, uh, of the whole operation. So, I think one mm-hmm. of the problems is when you surround yourself with people that are not experts in the field that you put them, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. And I think that's probably one of the problems we're facing right now in the city.
0: And you believe that that what's happening in the city will have long term effects.
1: Well, listen, for 40 years, the city was trying to figure out how to rebrand itself and come back to life and, and get people to invest in an old mill town that had trees growing through its sidewalks. And I always knew that I had the, uh, you know, I I had the wherewithal, I had the the ability to, to bring this city back to life. Do you know why? Because to be the mayor of a city, you can't just want to be the head of the city with a title. You can't just say, I want to be the mayor. You gotta truly love, the community. You have to love the city. You have to love it as much as you love anything in your life. You got to get up in the morning and think about how you make it better. You got to go to bed at night, asking yourself if you did the right things. And it's not easy. You have a whole group of people who criticize you every move you make. Uh, You have those who cheer you on. There's a lot of conflict in in being the mayor of a city. And, And just because you have the title doesn't mean you're going to be the person to bring it back to life and i'm proud of what i've accomplished in in three years i mean millions of investment uh, a brand new downtown that was thriving and becoming a a destination in the capital region new housing new infrastructure new sidewalks uh we had so much going on that i think we were the talk of the capital region and thus one of the reasons i uh I was like enemy number one to a lot of elected officials in the capital region who, uh, who didn't like the fact that a kid from the projects, a firefighter could come in and do what other people weren't able to do. And especially those elected officials here in my hometown. And, um, that's the, the regret I have. Um, but at the end of the day, the city is better for it. I'm I'm proud of what we've accomplished. And I'll keep my fingers crossed that the community can, uh, can, you know, continue to thrive. But right now, I think, you know, we're kind of at a, a stagnant point. I've been out of office eight months, and there hasn't been a lot happening. You know, the virus could be a, a, a reason, but there's a lot of things that could be happening, regardless if there's a virus or not, and I just don't see them happening.
0: You know, one of the things that you and I had talked about when you were were in the office was the municipal internet and that kind of fell by the wayside in Cohoes and in Albany. Um, Had you still been mayor, given the fact that there's a lot of stuff done on the Internet, on the computer, um, do you think that is still a very important issue?
1: Oh, absolutely, and I think more today than ever. I think we have proven that the Internet... um, is a place that people can thrive uh, with business and not have to be at an office or, or be in the building for which they worked. And, and what better selling point do you have to draw new businesses to the city than having high speed internet uh, at a price that is far more affordable than the commercial um, companies. Uh, and it was something that we were working on diligently. And unfortunately, like a lot of the things, you know i i i regret i didn't have a chance to uh to finish uh, doing that and uh you know i'm not sure where the new administration is on that whole thing uh, mm-hmm. because, you know you have to you have to invest right you can't your your community can't thrive without an investment the question is what do you want to invest in you know currently we have a couple layoffs in the city and it appears that the investment that the city has now is just kind Trying to replace all of the signs that I put up about Cajos Proud mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, to be spending, you know, 15, 20,000 on replacing signs. I don't know if that's the best. I'm not saying the mayor can't replace signs and put up what he believes is the appropriate signs. It, it just concerns me when I see these things happening when there's people laid off, when there's more important things to do right now in the city than to worry about replacing signs that were just put up a year ago. So, you know, I think they're going to have to figure out what is the best direction for them to take. And only time will tell whether they're successful or not. You know, I, I think that's, that's the reality. Time will tell. If, if everything they said they could do, they do. And is it a better community because I'm going and they're there. And I, you know, uh, here's what I respect immensely. The people of Cahos voted me out. So obviously all of the good things I did really did not resonate. Otherwise, I, I couldn't imagine that would happen. So they they entrust somebody else with a new uh, direction and new ideas, and I applaud that for them, and I I, I encourage uh you know, success to the new administration and I hope they I hope they're ten times better than we are because again, it is for the love of this community that you do it, not because you want to have a title.
0: You know, we're in very trying times right now. The um pandemic that we're going through has just devastated not only, you know, New York, but the country and the world and um I think right now it takes leadership uh, of people being elected who can really make a difference. And I don't see that happening. Do you? Uh,
1: You know, again, I'm not going to judge the current administration because it is not easy to be the mayor of a city. I will tell you that I don't believe that the moving and shaking that was going on when I was in office Uh, is happening. I don't believe we are better eight months later than, you know, we were when I was in office. I think we're probably worse than we were, whether, again, that's the pandemic or not. What a wonderful time. I shouldn't use the word wonderful, but what an incredible time to be a leader in the world today, right? Anybody can lead in the calmest of seas. It takes a great leader to navigate in the biggest storms. And, And I thrived on trying to to govern in difficult times. When I took over the city, my uncle, God bless his soul, really started to see things from, from the eyes of a working man, a hard worker who, who understood the, the, the majority of the people that lived in our city who were struggling and, and carrying a lunchbox to work. Um, but, but, but I believe that I didn't take over the city, nor did he, in great times. I mean, you know, we were a city of tax, 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 spend, 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 cut services. And I was able to come in in a difficult time and and have three years of no taxes, and we hired the most employees, and we filled our departments, and we had great recreation, and we we built a downtown that was a ghost town into a a bustling little downtown. And um, it's exciting to be in a position where you know you're governing in times where a lot of people can't figure out how to do it. That's the kind of thing that drives you to be the best. I mean, my prayers are for a country, right? To everybody in, in our country that, the, that, that this virus goes away, that the country can open back up, that people can just live their lives. Um, but it takes great leadership. And, and mm-hmm. you see great leadership in Florida where they're thriving and the death rates are down and, and people are back to the beaches. And then you live in New York City where, you know, almost 6,000 people have died from bad policies in our nursing homes. That's leadership, you know these are the things that, that that you look for during difficult times. So, yeah, I, I think we need to have great leadership, and only time will judge whether we have great leadership in the city or not. Uh, it's not for me to judge. I don't want people to think that Shaw Morris is judging out of out of a grudge or out of out of anger, because that's not true. I, do I have anger towards some of the Cahos politicians? Uh, absolutely, I do. I mean, you know, for three years three years, I begged people to listen for the truth, to know what really happened um, to the extent that, that my family life should be public. And for the first time ever, you had Randy Knifka on your show who came out and said, we lied. We, we, we didn't just want to get him out of office. We wanted to destroy the man's life. And mm-hmm. you want to know something? Nobody cared because that wasn't a great story. The great story was all about me right? The Times Union wanted to destroy me. The media wanted to to follow the lead of the Times Union. And, And when somebody finally comes out and says, hey, there's some people in this business, powerful people that were trying to destroy this guy, nobody cared. So do I have an anger towards those people? Yeah, because they didn't just take away the job of the mayor that I loved more than anything. I can survive that, but They've destroyed my good name, something that I've spent a lifetime trying to build. People used to remember me as the guy in the fire department that was Santa Claus for 28 years, the guy that's been awarded two different medals, the Medal of Bravery for saving people's lives in fires, the guy that was down in Albany County fighting to protect our seniors uh, in our nursing homes. That's what people remembered me as. Now you have people that don't even know me who will criticize me and call me a wife beater and, and this, that, and the other thing, and, and that's the hurtful part, you know. But at the end of the day, I know my truth, and, and that's what gets me through. And, you know, I, I, no. I, I'm, a strong, I'm a strong believer in, in God and, and, and my religion and my kids, and, and knowing the truth, I, I get through every day like that, and I don't look back.
0: Now, you were in the uh, county legislature for a number of years, What made you decide to leave the county legislature to run for mayor of Cahos?
1: Well, it was really simple. My uncle, who I thought was a fantastic mayor and would have been one of the greatest in the city's history, got sick. And and I thought, what a great legacy. I remember my ninth grade uh, social studies teacher, Mr. Wilhelm, said, after I won, I can remember you telling me in ninth grade you were going to be the mayor of your city. And you wrote that in one of your – one of your assignments. And, and listen, I came from the project born and raised in the city. Uh, never really had a whole lot. We struggled most of our lives. And to think that I could go from the, from the projects to the, to being mayor of the city, I thought was such a great message to could share with people. And, um, you know, now that message is tarnished and, and I don't believe it was tarnished uh, rightfully. I mean, it, it was tarnished for political reasons. And, Look, by no means am I a perfect man, but I am not a thief. I've never stolen a penny in my life. I'm not a. I'm not a corrupt man. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. I'm a good man. Uh, and and if you're watching the news today, you can see some of the most powerful people in the world being destroyed by by many of the governmental entities that that came after me and destroyed me. Uh, but I move on. Life is good. I move on. I have a wonderful family and. And, um, you know, I still want to be part of the community and, and do the best I can to help. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, nobody even reached out to me to ask me how any of these things were done. And that's, that's a sign of people that are, in my opinion, not really looking to be successful, really. You, you know, if I was the new mayor of the city, I certainly would have reached out to the old mayor, regardless of the allegations raised against him, to try to understand how he did things and how he got so many successful investors and how, you know, the city became so vibrant, but you know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what we, what we have now is somebody who thinks, you know, obviously they don't need any direction. They can do it themselves. They surrounded themselves with, I think people that will never get them to the level they need to be. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, again, time will tell whether they're successful or not, but you know, my prayers are that they are successful and that the city, Uh, continues to thrive. But I think right now we're kind of in a pause.
0: When you watch the news or you read the newspaper and you see and read stuff that's going on in Coho's, does it make you mad? Does it make you angry? How does it make you feel?
1: Well, I don't read the newspaper. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I wouldn't buy the Times Union if they gave it to me for, uh, paid me to read it. Uh, uh, But, but, you know, there's a lot of things that break my heart. I mean, I'm looking at the, um, you know, the Canal Square Park that we had a million dollars in renovation for and you go by it and it's got weeds growing five foot high and there's crap all over the place and I see weeds growing all through the city. Those things bother me because again, when you truly love the community, when you care so much about it. I got, I would, I would wake up at night thinking about weeds growing through the sidewalks. I'd pick the weeds myself. Like if I drove by a garbage in the street, I'd stop my car and pick it up because that's, that's the love of the game. So those things just, those things just drove me to, to be crazy if I couldn't, uh, address those things. So when I see it, it, it bothers me, um, because that's just who I am, uh, You know, the music hall, I think that was a travesty. Uh, I think there's a dirty deal involved in that whole thing. I think you're going to see people that were working with our music hall that we brought in who I think are good at doing one thing who really wanted to control the whole music hall will probably be the ones controlling it. And and by title, you may go, oh, that's great. But the reality is I think it's going to be horrible. Um, You had the best uh, people running the music call, even if they can do it free today, because the goal of the music call was eventually to get it down to where we didn't contribute anything, but $60,000 was the bottom line of our contribution for a music hall that was dead, closed, falling apart. Um, and within three years, it was turned into uh, the number one rated small music venue in the capital region. I mean, you've got to look at the people who did that and say, I don't want to get rid of them people. I want to figure out how to keep them. But again, it appears that everything that I brought to the city is trying to be erased. And I think that's really a terrible uh, injustice. And I think it's a terrible way to govern because at the end of the day, you can't erase, you know, the, the signature of somebody on the community. Uh, you should capitalize on that. That's what a good, a good leader would do. But I think it's the opposite on, you know, but, but again, that's their decision. That's their choice. I won't, uh, criticize them i'll share my constructive uh, concerns about it but uh, at the end of the day they gotta run the city the way they see fit the people who will vote the way they see fit they'll ask themselves if they made the right choice and um you know we all move on with our lives people are busy in life they don't sit home thinking about the kind of things politicians think about you know what i mean they're really just busy it doesn't it doesn't really affect them until their tax bill comes in and they're paying another 80, another 100, 100 again, another 100 again, another 100 again. And eventually they go, my God, you know, what's going on here? We're, we're paying more, we're getting less, this is not great for us. Then they, then they have a voice. But in the, in the meantime, you know, I would say that the new administration were really caretakers at best. There's, there was so much going on that was good that they could have just walked in. We had the most money we've ever had, we had no taxes, we had a boom in downtown. And many of the projects that I'm sure people will see popping up in the next year, year and a half are the projects that we put together because a lot of these projects take from start to to groundbreak in two, three years. So I hope some of those projects that they'll cut the ribbons on um, come to fruition, even though they're projects that I did, because I think they're good for the community and I'm not bitter by that at all. I mean, I respect immensely the, the votes of the people and they said, Hey, Sean, you know, time for you to move on. And, uh, I, I appreciate it. trusting me and believing in me for, you know, 15 years. Um, uh-huh. sad. Yeah, I was sad. Hurt. Yeah, I was hurt. You know, angry at some people that are holding pretty high, powerful positions that I think were dirty and, and used me and my family for their own political gain to do it, Uh, they couldn't do in the election uh, to get rid of me. Yeah, I do. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that, that, that will be for another book.
0: (laughs) Have you written the first one yet?
1: Well, I, I haven't, but the first one isn't going to be about that. Uh, But, but I, I, I'm in the process of, uh, of, of talking to somebody who wants to write a book. So. um, I I think it will be interesting to read the, uh, the reality of small government and small time politics and how dirty they really are.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, oh. you did a lot during your tenure as mayor. And of course, for me, living in Albany, I would be interested in the municipal internet because of technology. If you did so much, why did, uh, why did the powers that be? If that's the correct phrase, I want to see you gone.
1: Well, there's a lot of jealousy in this business. There really is. You know, when you come in and you do stuff in three years that other administrations couldn't do for 15 and people are talking Mm -hmm. about you and they're showing up to cut ribbons and you're getting all these accolades, there's jealousy. And, uh, you know, no, no more jealous than John McDonald. John McDonald was directly involved in trying to destroy me, and and when I write my book, people will have a chance to see those things and read those things and and uh, and um, see the truth. I mean, think about my life compared to some of theirs. I mean, we have politicians out there that have been, you know, had accusations uh, against them for millions of dollars that got, you know, kind of swept away. You have people who took thirty and forty thousand campaign contributions that they weren't entitled to. And that kind of just got blown away. And mine became a, uh, you know, a, geez, it became a life of its own. And for people who are in the middle, and what I mean by that is those who love you, love you. That doesn't change. Those who hate you, hate you. That doesn't change. But for those in the middle who actually want to know the truth and they want to digest all the information and make their own Decisions, I think most people can see what this was all about and um, and and I think that they they understand that uh, you know the political politics is a bad, dirty business, and again, I never wanted to be in that business. I never wanted to be in a political party position other than a committeeman in my own city because you know when you spend hundreds of hours trying to figure out how to destroy somebody's life so they can't get elected so you get your friend elected or your candidate elected. It it, it it was something that kind of made me ill. I wasn't, I didn't want to destroy people's lives because they wanted to run for political office, but that's the nature of the business. And, and, uh, the more you do and the more popular you get, the more they want to destroy you. And, uh, and again, I ain't no angel, but I certainly, uh, don't believe that I'm a guy who should be a felon. <laughs> I mean, I spent my life being a good man. I and now I'm mixed in with, you know, some of the worst people in the world—the murderers and, and 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 people that have done egregious things. But you know, it is what it is. And you know, I get knocked down. I brush myself off. I get back up, and I uh, I head to the next phase of my life, and whatever that yep. ends up being. And I'll pray. I'll pray every day as to what that ends up being. Then I'll I'll uh, move to that phase.
0: But but people uh, people are supposed to run for office for the betterment of their district, of their community, of their city, of their nation, but it doesn't seem to be that way anymore, right?
1: Well listen. Too much here's go, the reality. Too much. People who wanna do good and do good things don't run for politics because their lives get bloodied up just like mine did. So they just, they mind their own business. They go about their lives. They work in the public sector and in the private sector, both alike, but they stay out of the politics. You know what I mean? And, and so what you then get is a bunch of people, and believe me, I've seen in my whole life a bunch of people that are willing to, at all costs, destroy anybody they can, just so they can say, I'm somebody, you know, they think they're rock stars. They, you know, you can't sing, you can't, uh, you can't play guitar, but you want people to cheer you on as you walk into a room. And, 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 you know, that's, that's what drives a lot of these people, their egos about look at everybody's clapping for me. Well, I'll tell you the story and the story is well, after you're gone, the clapping stops and you got to face the music uh, and look at your life as, as a whole. And why mine may have publicly been, displayed differently than it really is. Uh, again, I know my truth. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with my life. Uh, I'm happy where I am. Um, my family has always been the first and most important thing. And that's what I battled for, for three years. And, uh, you know, the rest of it, somebody else can do. And, uh, we all move on. I don't, uh, I don't think that, uh, politics is for everybody because a lot of people look at what happened to me and they don't want no part of that. And I can't blame them. It was three and you, a half you, grueling years.
0: You think you still have it in your blood?
1: Well, you know, they always say a boxer always wants to fight one more time, even when he thinks, uh, you know, his career may be over. Uh, you know, huh? uh, a fighter fights, a fighter, a fighter always fights, you know, an athlete always wants to be the athlete. Uh, so your passion is what drives you. And I'll, I'll, I'll figure that out as time, um, you know, ticks, but right now I'm just, uh, I'm content doing what I'm doing, which is being retired and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, enjoying time with my, my kids and, and, uh, you know, I really haven't had anything to do with the city or involvement with the city and and I don't really plan on having any involvement because you can only be involved if you're welcomed and this new administration certainly doesn't welcome me. <laughs>
0: so um, you know, I'll
1: uh, I'll cheer I'll cheer them on from the sideline and hope they do good things, but I uh I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna hold my breath.
0: I invite anybody in Cajose who wants to come on and talk about the host, talk about Sean, anything, uh, you're welcome to do so. So Sean, we have a couple, we have just about a minute left. Um I really enjoyed this conversation. Would you uh would you would you mind coming back on? I like talking to you.
1: Cynthia I always have fun talking to you too. I always have fun just talking to people, you know, and, and being upfront and honest and not Trying to figure out how to say something so that you don't say it uh, politically incorrect. I'm just going to be who I've always been. I'm a, I'm a, a project kid who, who enjoyed a career being a firefighter and then took on a very difficult task of running a city. And I think I was successful in all those things. And I'm, I'm sad uh, about the ending. Um, I'm more sad that people will judge me on things that they really don't know the truth about. Um, that's hurtful, but uh, I'm good, I'm well, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, that's all that really matters. I'll pray for the city, I'll root them on, hope they do great things, and uh, I'll come on anytime that you'd like to talk to me.
0: Thanks. And You've I wish uh, Billy
1: Keeler and the rest uh, good success.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to FOMA oh. May, Sean Horse of, of Cahawas, and this is focused on Albany, and if you like this show, like us on Facebook, Follow us on Twitter, download on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes. If you have a comment about this show, hashtag focus on opening. Thanks, Sean. Have a great day. Have a great holiday and much success in the future. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, Cynthia.
1: God bless. Take care.